We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 1130 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening. So you should stir yourself up. So it doesn't matter how you feel, you stir yourself up when you come into the house of God. So praise the Lord! Some people are still getting there. Some are already there. Praise God. All right, everybody. Praise the Lord. He reigns. He reigns. Amen. Today, briefly, I want to talk about the vow of prosperity. Hmm. The prosperity vow. Praise God. You know, um, not, you know, many of us may know that in some in some denominations, I don't know if it still happens now, they used to do that. They used to have what they call a vow of poverty. They used to vow to be poor. The pastors made a vow openly that they would never prosper, that they would be poor so that they would be humble. Are you just hearing that for the first time? Some of you already heard that before. And Interesting enough, that's completely against God's plan and God's purpose for Christians. And if they can vow to be poor, we can what? Vow to be rich. We can vow to prosper. Because the word of God teaches us that God's will is for us to prosper. And vows are important. Vows are commitments. They're dedications. They're like covenants that you make. You choose and you commit yourself to prosper. So we're going to take a vow of prosperity today. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. If you don't like it, you don't have to take it. Uh, you can always wait for stimulus checks. Praise God. <laughs> Genesis chapter number one. Are you there? Bible says from verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our own image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So we know that he created them male and female. But the first thing we are hearing here is that God says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Dominion means leadership. It means lordship. It means rulership. It means kingship. The, the, the root word of the, of, the, of the word king comes from the word rich. It means to be influential, to be in charge. The scripture is very clear. It said the rich rule over the poor. So if you are going to rule, what are you going to have to be? You have to be rich. So if God says he created man in his own image and told him to have dominion, and for you to have dominion, you have to be rich, what are you going to have to make a vow for? To be rich. Because you're going to have to be rich to do what God has called you to do. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. hallelujah. 
Now, I brought that up because one of the problems we have had in the church, the body of Christ generally, is because of misunderstanding, misconceptions, uh, deceptions that the enemy sneaked in in various means to create strongholds. You know, sometimes we don't know how strong strongholds are. They are really strong. That's why they are called strongholds. And sometimes when we come to church like this, we say the same thing over and over again, and you, you think people have gotten it. And some shout a little in church, they dance, they sing. But because of strongholds, many go back and continue the way that they have been. They know in their minds that this is not the way to live. This is not the standard God says we should live. But they remain the same for years, years. Why? Because of strongholds. And so one of the things the word of God does is to pull down strongholds. But you have to cooperate with the word. You have to break through limitations that you have experienced. You see, it's one thing to just hear it. It's one thing to repeat it. And I know sometimes we repeat ourselves over and over again and it's necessary. But the idea is to reach to the strongholds and pull it down. Many, even in the body of Christ, are still operating under a stronghold of poverty. They still think like servants. Even though God says we are created in the image and the likeness of God, and we are created to have dominion, we have to change the way we think. And we have to do it deliberately. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have to break down strongholds. One of the strongholds of poverty is to think nine to five jobs. This is a stronghold. Servants think employment. Sons think investments. Servants are thinking of how to get a job. Sons are thinking of how to make a job for others. And until we renew our minds, it's going to be just a thought. You see it, you hear it. But there is no change. But we are changing. We are renewing our minds this year. Amen. You know, people who grow up in rich households, find out. They have a stronghold of prosperity, of wealth. Many of them can't imagine getting a job. They can't. How can I get a job? It's not because they have a different brain or a different... It's because of the way they were raised. They were raised to think that a job cannot sustain you. That you have to have a business or an investment to survive in this life. But the one who were raised up in middle class... Let me start from there. <laughs> because we have to break through that stronghold too. Think... If you have a good job and your bills are paid, you are fine. All you need to do is have a low interest rate on your mortgage. That is poverty. Praise God. The best way to buy a house is what? 
write the cash, write, write a check and or, or just transfer the money. Thank God for electronic transfer today. Say the money's in your account. Check it. Like, oh, it's already there. Yeah. So we have to change the way we think. Now, before we can see it physically, we have to change the way we think internally. We think that the problem is what we do. No, what we do comes from how we think. Some people think they have changed their thoughts, but they have not. They have only received the thought, but they have not changed the way they think. People are changing what they think, not necessarily the way they think. God says you have to change the way you think. Let's go to Matthew chapter number 12, verse 33. Tell somebody you were created by God to have dominion. Before we leave Genesis, let's just read it all to the end. We have verse 27. He said, um, go back to Genesis chapter number 1. We'll come back to Matthew Matthew 12. Hurry, hurry, hurry. He said, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he male and female created he them. Next verse. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful. Turn to somebody, bless him. Say, be fruitful, be fruitful. Multiply, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. Say it again, be fruitful, be fruitful. Multiply, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. Tell the person you are supposed to subdue. The earth. All right. You don't have to repeat it. Let's continue. It says, subdue it. It says, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over everything that liveth, that every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Next verse. And God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed. This is a very key, very important key verse. He said, and he said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. So when God blessed them, what was the thing he gave to them? Seed. I've given you every hair bearing seed and every tree that had fruit with the seed in it. So the focus was on the seed. So he gave man a blessing and gave man what? Seeds. And said, go what? Replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. So the key to which God had given man to replenish the earth was the key of seed and harvest. To sow the right seeds and that the seeds have the ability to multiply. And then you will have a harvest and you can subdue the earth, replenish it and be fruitful. So when he was saying be fruitful, he wasn't only talking to Adam to have children. He was talking to Adam to learn how to sow and to reap. Now, we don't have the time to go through all the verses. But the Bible says that when God created man, he said God planted a garden in Eden. God did not just say garden appear like he said to the other plants. The Bible said God planted it. Why did God plant it? To show Adam how to increase. Because he was giving Adam the responsibility to go and subdue the earth. So he had to show Adam an example by taking seeds. 
and planting it. He planted a garden. We are going to have to learn the principle of seed and harvest. Now, people just think that only means giving to church. That's one of the principles, one of the applications. But one of the ways in which this principle is applied is in the principle of investment. To sow. Instead of working for money, you're going to have to let money work for you. Amen. <laughs> Go to Matthew chapter number 12. That is a different way of thinking. A different way of thinking. Somebody has a hundred dollars. The first thing he thinks about, what am I going to buy so that I can, that is worth a hundred dollars. Maybe even a hundred and twenty dollars and I will pay the twenty dollars later. The one who is thinking increase is thinking what can I do with this hundred dollars that it will become two hundred? Two different ways of thinking. Two different ways. Even if you say, well, you have to eat, say, yeah, but maybe I can, what can I do? Maybe I can feed with 50, but I need to improve, increase on that which I have. And he knows that the seed, the money he has, has power to increase if you know where to put it. It's a different way of thinking. And we're going to have to change that. Let me ask this question again. Somebody who owes a hundred dollars, somebody who has zero dollars, which one is richer? Let me let me rephrase it. People didn't hear it clearly. Somebody owes a hundred dollars. He doesn't have any money, but he owes, not own. He owes O W E. Is that the spelling of O? Uh -huh. He owes a hundred dollars. And somebody has zero dollars, doesn't owe anybody, but doesn't have any money. Who is richer? The zero. <laughs> the one who has zero is richer than the one who owes. But let me ask, let me put it again in another phrase. Someone borrows a hundred dollars to look rich. And then somebody doesn't borrow the hundred dollars, doesn't have the money, and he doesn't look as rich. Who is still richer? <laughs> Praise God. Now, we have to begin to change the way we think. God says in Deuteronomy 28, he says, you will lend and need not borrow. Borrowing is going beyond zero. When you borrow, you're actually mortgaging your life, your time, your responsibility, your authority to others. And it's serious. It's serious. We will need to work on that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wow. You need to come for the seminar. There are two systems of making money in this world. One is a Babylonian system. It is based 
on death. 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 How do you pronounce it? It's just bad. Death. 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 Is the B silent? Okay, death. Okay, thank you. Death. Praise the Lord. And that's what many developed countries are operating on. Do you know how much this country owes? How many? How much? $27 trillion. We say this country is the richest country, but it is actually one of the poorest countries if you determine it by the same principle I said, how much do you owe? If I borrow money in your name and give it to you, I'm not helping you. I am actually taking hold of your future because now you have to pay the money. The monies that are being distributed is not government money. It's from your future. With interest. They are not doing you any favors because they don't have the money. They are borrowing it with your name. Let's go to Matthew 12. We'll talk about this later. They go and borrow money in your name and give it to you. I rejoice. Until the, 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 the bill comes to you in the mail. The bill is coming. Let me just tell you one of the ways the bill is going to come. Inflation. Things are going to go up. You're going to go up. You're going to pay. Listen, when people say, <laughs> I'm trying not to deviate from the word. I want to share this money. <laughs> you know, people say things like, let's tax the rich and leave the poor. If you tax the rich, guess who ends up paying it? If you tax somebody who is, pro, pro, who is producing uh, 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 shoes, are you taxing more? What do you think he's going to do to the shoe he's selling? He's going to take those taxes you tax him and put it on the shoe and the poor end up paying it. And they think you are taxing the rich. You are actually taxing the poor. But the deception is that at a time there is a mindset that you are being helped. That's the deception of Babylonian systems. It's based on deception. Just like the devil came to Eve and said, if you eat of this fruit, you will be like God. He was deceived because he was already like God. He was losing something, not getting something. But he was, she was deceived. And that's the same system that the world works in. Matthew chapter number 12. The Bible says, if you continue in my word, you are my word. Disciples indeed, and you will what? Know the truth, and the truth will what? Make you free. Make you free. The truth is what makes you free. 
You are not free from debt just because somebody gives you money. You are free from debt when you change the way you think about debt. Do you know that people who make more money owe more? The problem is not the amount of money you make. Somebody's making 20000 a year and owes credit cards and bills 10000 You think if he starts making 40000 he will pay off his credit cards. But what happens when he, when he increases his income to 40000 He now owes 20000 Because the problem is not the money. The problem is a mindset. And that's why people say, oh, tell us, tell us the practical things. Tell us how we just make money. That's why one of the first things you have to learn is how to think, to change your mind. That's why the word of God comes, to change the way we think. Because if we don't change the way we think, even if we are acting out things, we will still be poor even if you are given money. Poverty is not an amount. Poverty is a mindset. The same thing with prosperity. It's the way you think. There, there is a way rich people think that poor people don't think. And there is a way poor people think that rich people don't think. So if you want to change your status, it's not trying to change your job. It's change the way you think. If you change the way you think, and you change the way you think from Poverty to prosperity, money will come to you. It will come to you. It, it, it's not a particular kind of, of, of job that you do. The way you think, whatever you do, will prosper. People are looking for what job is lucrative. I'll tell you what job, the thinking job. If you start thinking right, even if you are a shoemaker, you will become a millionaire making shoes. It doesn't, it's not the job. It's the thinking. Matthew chapter number 12. He said, Adam make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and the fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruits. Continue. He said, oh, generations of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Go to chapter number 7 of the same Matthew. Verse 18. Quickly, quickly, quickly. He said, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt Tree bring forth good fruit. Next verse. Every tree bringeth not every tree that bringeth not good fruit is hauled down and cast into the fire. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So if you want to have orange fruits, what do you have to do? You have to plant orange seed to bring forth an orange tree. If you are looking for the fruit, the place to look for the fruit is to get the tree. The tree that is good brings forth good fruits. So the Bible is saying that if you want to change the fruit, the results, you change the tree. A good man out of the good treasure in his heart 
bringeth forth good things. So if you want good things, where is it going to come out from? I said, where is it going to come out from? Talk to me. The heart. What's inside? So if you want to change what you are saying, you're going to change what? What you are thinking. Because it's coming out from inside of you. The billions we see in people's bank accounts came from where? Inside. Inside, And that's why one of the things that God is saying to us today, sit with the word and change your thinking. Renew your mind. Break down strongholds. Break it down. Some of them are stubborn. Praise the Lord. Stubborn. One of the stubborn strongholds is to think you are supposed to eat everything that comes to your hand. It's a stubborn stronghold. Some people have no money put aside for a good day. Why are you silent to me? Are you one of them? The Bible says a wise man finishes everything that comes to him and not only finishes it he uh, sorry a foolish man exhausts everything that comes not only that he now owes on top if you can't live on 80% of what you are receiving now you have a dumb dumb mentality Because whatever is coming in the first 10 belongs to God. If you are wise, you even make it 15%. But you have to be able to at least put down another 10% for investment. Praise God. If you discipline yourself when you are receiving $100 to live on 80%, the same thing will happen when you are living, when you start receiving a hundred thousand. If you can't discipline yourself when you have a hundred dollars, you cannot discipline yourself when you have a hundred thousand. You will have a hundred thousand and still be owing two hundred thousand in debt. The problem is not money, the problem is a mindset. But the, 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 the good thing, the way the laws work, is that if your mindset is so poor, you are actually pro- protected from owing so much so you don't go too far. It's a messy thing that some people are not rich. Because the Bible said the, the prosperity of the fool will destroy him. That means if you don't discipline yourself now, you are better off not becoming rich. So you have to start today. You guys look so serious. But it's good. You know, I'm not going to be able to continue because of time. There's a seminar coming up this weekend. Are you going to be here for the seminar? Some people say, oh, no, I have to watch the reruns of Desperate Housewife. <laughs> if you keep watching Desperate Housewife, what's going to happen? <laughs> if, you become des- if you become a Desperate House Husband. No, they are house husbands now. <laughs> house husbands and housewives. Faith comes by hearing. 
and hearing by the word. You know, Isaiah 55 he said, he said, as as the rain that comes from heaven and the snow, he said, it comes down that it may give seed to the soil. One of the things that the word of God comes to do is to enable you to learn how to sow and how to reap. The word of God comes to minister seed to the soil. The Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians, it said, it said, I saw that Paulus watered. It said God gave the increase. And it makes it clear, if you read the whole chapter, that the way God increases anything is by the principle and the law of seed. He said we are, we are laborers together with God. God works with you. And God's path is increased. The only thing is that if you sow nothing and the nothing is increased, what are you going to get? Increase nothing. In short, you will be losing. Bible says, "Be not deceived." He said, "God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he reap." Again, we're talking beyond just sowing spiritually. That's the first place to sow. If you read that part in Galatians, say he that sows spiritually of the spirit reap eternal life. So sowing spiritually opens the door for every area of your life. But there are other seeds you can sow as well. And one of the things is to begin to discern between the fruit and the seed. Everybody should have an investment going. Everybody should have a means of investment. Something that you are not working for money, but money starts working for you. Listen, you are not rich until you have money working for you. You're not. How can you be rich when you are still working for money? If you stop working, what happens? That's not wealth. You have to get out of trying to work for money, run into the bank at the end of the month to deposit a check to cash a check to the point where money is working for you. And it all starts with a mind change. We'll skip the rest for the seminar, but we are going to take a prosperity vow this morning. Are you ready? Uh, do you want to take a prosperity vow? Yes. Now, what I'm trying to do is to get us committed to deciding to prosper. I didn't make this up. I actually got it from T.L. Osborne. It's from his book. Can you put it up, the prosperity vow? We're going to recite it together. and We're going to, we're going to change our minds. Yes. Do you vow to prosper? Yes. I don't hear it like you mean it. I said, do you vow to prosper? Yes. Do you vow to become rich? I'm helping some people come out of this lack mentality, just walking, 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 and then calculating to the last dollar how much you are going to retire. How can one million sustain you when you retire? You are not even supposed to retire. You are supposed to refire. You are supposed to be, as long as you are in this age, you are supposed to be productive. Reaching out to millions. So say after me, I vow never to be poor. An indigent again. An indigent again. 
Someone said, what's the meaning of indigent? Check your dictionary. Check your dictionary. So that time of seed to find out. Indigent means to be, to be poor, not to have enough, to always begging. Again, I vow never to be poor. An indigent again. Since my father created the world of this planet for me to enjoy. I vow never to be, I vow never to be unable to reach out and lift others in need. God is in me and he is rich. I vow to always appropriate his best in life. So that I can enjoy his abundance with others in need. Hallelujah. Is that it? Amen. Let's start again from the beginning. One more time. We'll take it one more time and we'll take our offering this morning. Amen. I vow never to be poor and indigent again. Since my father created the world of this planet for me to enjoy. I vow never to be able to reach out and lift others in need. God is in me and he is rich. I vow to always appropriate his best in life. So that I can enjoy the abundance with others in need. If you believe in that vow, just give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Just close your eyes a few minutes and let that vow sink. You will never be poor. Never be poor. Never be poor. You have made a vow. I have made a vow. We made a vow. We will never be poor. We will never be the one begging again. We will never not have enough to reach others and help others and lift them up. We will appropriate the best of God in life so that we can enjoy everything that he has given to us. We make a commitment that we will do what God says so that we are blessed and be a blessing to others. We will change the way we think. We will stay with the word until our mindset is turned around from the Babylonian system of lack in this world, into the God's abundant system of prosperity. Thank you, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Just take an offering out. This is one of the first and the most important places to sow. If you sow in the house of God, God says he will open the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive. And one of the blessings he pours in is, is wisdom. He will send you to the right church. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Write pastors, write messages to, to change the way you think so that you can begin to appropriate God's best. So take a seed out this morning. Bible says that if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. So give God your best. Give God your best tithe. Tithe is at least 10%. That's one of the first disciplines a Christian should have to separate the first 10 and give it to God because he's our source. And then you need to put aside others for offerings and, and for investment. So you have to learn to discipline yourself to, to give first before you spend on yourself. Amen. That's the principle. That's one of the differences between the rich and the poor. 
The rich think about giving first, investing first. The poor thinks about consuming first. And you have to change that. You have to give first. You have to give first. And then you will have more than enough to have and to be a blessing. Father, we thank you for giving us seed to sow. You say you minister seed to, your, to the sower. So we can never be without seed. Your word has come to show us seeds that you have ministered to us. It ministers seeds to us. And now we honor you with our tithes, with our offerings, honorariums, first fruits. Whatever you have laid in our hearts this morning, we give bountifully. You said we determine how much we receive by how much we give. And so we want much, so we give much. We are not giving just the least, the, 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 the most convenient. We are giving by faith. Taking a risk to give you the best. This is our first and most important investment in spiritual things, in the kingdom of God. And so we give you bountifully. We give you bountifully. We, we'll give, we want to give more to the kingdom than we even use for ourselves. Thank you for giving us seed to sow. We rejoice with our seed because you say you love a cheerful giver. So we come joyfully knowing that by sowing, we are exchanging money for something more precious. The blessing, the anointing, the power to get wealth. The blessing that make it rich and has no sorrow to it. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 1130 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.